This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, this is Megan Rapino, and I'm Sue Bird. We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Blue Wire. Breaking news, LeBron is a Laker. This Clippers team will win a championship this year. Paul George, corner three. Yes! Has to put it up with the buzzer. Banks it in. <laughs> he banks in the three. And the Lakers win the game. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the Battle for LA podcast, part of the Clutch Points and Blue Wire Networks. As usual, Tomaris Arley here, Clippers beat writer for Clutch Points. On the other end, all the way in Colorado, an hour ahead of us. Still making time for us. Ryan Ward, our Lakers beat writer for Clutch Points. Ryan, what's going on? I'm in the house. <clears throat> what's going on with you? Oh, look at that. Whoa, whoa. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. We, we chilling. We chilling. Um, yeah, all, all good so far. Last Dance uh, wrapped up yesterday, as I'm sure everyone was tuning in. I haven't seen the, uh, the ratings for last night's episodes yet, but I'm sure they're through the roof considering there's nothing else to watch or do. Um... Well, let's just let's just dive right into it. Um, episodes nine and ten yesterday. Uh, basically, episode nine was about you know Reggie Miller, the Indiana Pacers series, and then getting to the finals. Also, went back talked a little bit about Steve Kerr and his dad. Um, I th- that was a pretty moving uh, section for me. Like the, uh, that, that that ten minute that ten minute period where they talked about Steve Kerr and his dad and. Um, all that that was pretty. Um, I don't know. That, that was that was kind of moving. I thought it was cool I that they put uh, it in there because I think a lot of people don't know much about Steve Kerr's backstory outside of mm-hmm. him playing for the Bulls with Jordan. I'd only heard about it uh, maybe about a year ago, or a little bit more than that, maybe. Um, about his dad and and all that, and I was like, wow. Uh, you got to think about how something like that can shape somebody's life, you know, or send it into another direction or whatever. And some people, they go one way or some people go completely the other. And, and he obviously uh, became extremely successful. I, mean, I, I tweeted out last night about how crazy his career has kind of been. Um, a lot of people forget that he won four straight finals. Uh Three with the Bulls, and then right to the Spurs, and and one there, and then he won won another one with San Antonio, and then three rings as a coach. I mean, they got talk about a career. Jeez. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that they actually went into in depth on everyone. Um, 
other than just Jordan Pippen, Rodman, the, the, the Jackson, Phil Jackson, the key guys. Um, you know, my, my mom was, was, was watching with me. She was saying, you know, obviously when it was the University of Beirut, um, or AUB, um, she was she was like, oh yeah, she remember that time period, what was going on, because we were still in Israel back then, or they were, I wasn't born yet, and they were just recalling like, oh yeah, that happened. I remember, you know, that being talked about and all that, and it was, it was, uh, it was unique. I mean, I mean, it, it's sad, but I'm I'm glad they went into it. Um, that Reggie Miller, that 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 Pacer series was uh, when Jalen Rose is listing off players on that team, you know. Chris Mullen, the Davis brothers himself, uh, Reggie Miller, Larry Bird is the coach. Um, that was, I mean, was that the best team the Bulls had faced, talent-wise? I mean, I I kind of think so. But, you know, obviously the Orlando Magic were a tough team. Um, they never got to face the Houston Rockets, which I wanted to see. Um, the Olajuwon, uh, Sam Cassell, uh, Houston Rockets, but... Um, yeah, do you think that's the toughest team they, they had to face, the Pacers? No, I, th- I think the Knicks were. I mean, I think the Pacers were a lot better than people give them credit for. Um, it's like Reggie Miller. He doesn't get enough credit. I think people get more annoyed by how he is as a, a commentator and an analyst now. Uh, that kind of overshadows anything he did on the court. But right. he, was a, he was a killer, man. He was, he was one of those guys back then who um, – you always had to watch out for um, clutch, totally clutch, uh, and a scrapper, and kind of dirty at times too. Um, I like how you described all... lightly shoving Jordan. Lightly, yeah, yeah. You know, just just pressing against him and moving him softly. Oh man, he before did all sorts spacing of stuff. out for a buzzer beater. It's, just, it's like John Stockton. John Stockton uh, is one of the dirtiest players in the NBA. But that never gets mentioned. Yeah, that wasn't mentioned once yesterday. I don't. I don't Ex- think exactly. But I mean, it's both of those guys. They 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 both kind of their play out. You know, overshadowed all that dirty stuff that they used to do. But uh, yeah, I even said that that Reggie Miller is the only guy who had balls enough to fight both Kobe and Michael Jordan on the court. Reggie Miller's luck has been was so bad because he 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 got the tail end of Jordan's career. Like when he had a good team, Bulls knocked then, him out. Only to freaking face Shaq, Kobe, and the Lakers. Like a few yeah. years later, like dude, it, they gave him a run. A break. They gave him a run. A lot of people think that that was a sweep or like an easy series for the Lakers. It wasn't. It wasn't. And then Kobe sprained his ankle during that series, um, which Jalen Rose probably regrets for the rest of his life. <laughs> but uh, was that when he stuck his foot under him? Yeah. 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 The accidental one, right? Yeah. Quotation marks. Yeah. Accidental. Um, but yeah, Reggie Miller, just unfortunate. And then there was that time where uh, he considered, or the, the Celtics reached out to him about joining. Um, and he decided against it. But he would imagine him being a spot up shooter in the corner or. Whew. For, the, for the Celtics? Yeah. That might not have been fair. Might no. have even more three-pointers than he does now. Just catching and shooting the whole time. Is Ray Allen and, and Reggie Miller on the same team? Oof. Oof. No, that would have been nasty. Yeah. Um, I did like how um, the final episode was all pretty much title and post-title. I mean, um, 
I also found a lot of people don't know about Karl Malone's history. His, Karl uh, Malone? Yeah. In terms of, oh, well, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the whole impregnating and the yeah. 20-year-old. He was a 20-year-old. I think she was 14 or something like that. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty rough. It's pretty. It's pretty shitty. He's, yeah. he's an asshole. <laughs> I mean, I'm just putting it out there. Like, that's pretty fucked up. And that, I know that wasn't highlighted. It shouldn't be highlighted. But I found a lot of people don't know about that stuff. Well, I think if it was today, everyone would know. Oh, he'd right? be destroyed. Oh yeah, but back then, it's like you could. Sadly enough, you could get away with that kind of shit, right? Like they would get. If we get brushed under the rug um, or swept under the rug or whatever, and people just wouldn't talk about it, you know, it would be all the accolades and you know how great he is and blah blah blah. I remember seeing a tweet yesterday. I was like, "Where would Carmelone be if he was in today's NBA?" And then someone quote tweeted and said, "In prison," and that had me, <laughs> that had me rolling. <laughs> it's uh, pretty bad when it, I mean when you when you hear it, it's it's pretty it's pretty bad. Twenty and fourteen, oof, and they had a kid. <laughs> yeah, that's... I think the kid became an athlete. I think. Yeah. I think he be a football player. I don't know the and, details. Of and that I think Malone denied that it was his kid for a long time, and then they they made amends or whatever, and now they have a good relationship. But rough weird. path to get there. Yeah, really, really, really weird. I did think uh, the one good thing about Malone was like uh, I didn't know that he went on the bus. Uh, the bus. After they lost. Oh right, I, that's that's a classy move. That's that's not a, that can't be easy for any athlete to do, right? Especially losing twice in consecutive years. To the same team, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's rough. I, I I like seeing them outside the press conference room. Whenever you know Jordan was finished or Malone and Stockton were finished, they would come out and shake each other's hands and then walk out. They yeah. showed that they showed that a couple times. Um, <laughs> the Larry Bird one was hilarious, though. <laughs> oh yeah, you saw that right after oh, the series yeah, yeah, is yeah, over. Yeah. We, we gave him a little uh, fu's, a few bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it came out of nowhere. I was like, no, "Oh, this so is random. cool," that, and then all of a sudden, "Fuck you, bitch." Yeah, that had us rolling. That was amazing. Oh, um, yeah, I mean, look, I'm just getting into this part where I, I think there were there were still some things that I would have liked to see. In the last dance, like for example, I don't know about you, but for me, um, I would have liked to see more about. I know that it was about that final year, 1998, but they did a lot of backstory, um, and I thought they should have done a bit about what happens after, like Scottie Pippen getting, you know, trade, signing trade, I believe it was, uh, finally getting paid. Was it a five-year, sixty-seven million-dollar deal? I believe. Um, Dennis Rodman, where he, I, I would have liked to hear everyone talk about. Um, the breakup, the end of that team. Could they have won a seven? Did they want to come back for seven? Scottie Pippen was getting screwed financially. Uh, all we heard from was, I believe, was Jordan and Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner, basically saying like there wasn't their market value. They would have been overpaid. That's uh, this rebuild. Um, well, I didn't. I didn't know that they offered uh, or Reinsdorf wanted uh, Phil Jackson back, and then basically, without consulting Jerry Krause. I thought that was interesting, and Phil's just like, "Nah, I'm taking a break." I mean, usually you you kind of have to like, you know, as as people who cover the sport, you understand both sides in terms of rebuilding and trying to establish continued success, and 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 not making sure that you making sure that you don't just you know 
keep the same team for like ten years, and then you you have nothing in terms in terms of draft picks and future. You know, young but what like what that. would have been the difference? But, the Bulls the Bulls were shit until they got Derrick Rose. No, no. So I'm I'm saying there should have been an exception because no one has ever won six oh, titles okay. in eight years, and yeah. that should have been the exception. We're like, you know what? Screw it. Just play until you lose. Quite literally dominated a decade. Yeah, I thought they should have just played till they lost. Like, yeah, not giving him a the chance to is really yeah. disappointing. I think Dennis Rodman a couple weeks ago said they they could have won seven. They could have beat the it's San Antonio Spurs. You know what though? There's there's something about uh, success in sports and egos and just all the moving parts and how it's always so difficult to keep it together. Because I mean, think of the Kobe Shaq Lakers, right? Like it, people still debate to this day how many titles could those guys have won. If they stuck together and put their bullshit aside, right? I mean, some people say seven. Some people say they would have matched the Bulls with six. Um, they still lost to the Pistons, though. In, in you see, that's the thing. Yeah, even if they lost to the Pistons, they could have come back with the same team. They could have, yeah. To win. But the fact that there was a, no one had beaten them in, in those six years when they were together, like no one, I think you have to just go for it. Just Just keep going. Just go for it. Yeah, well, like it's, that's what I mean, though. It's easier said than done. It's it sounds like you know a, a logical decision. You know, just just keep going, going. I mean, even uh, I think Jordan says it a couple times. He says, you know, keep going until somebody beats us, right? Or they're they're not gonna, no one's gonna win until somebody gets through us, right? And they're right. Right. I mean, it, yeah. but the thing is, the Bulls voluntarily broke it up. And and Jerry Krause um, deserves credit for building a championship roster multiple years in a row. Uh, he building, does, building but he around, also deserves Kukoc, he also deserves credit for tearing it apart. I mean, yeah, the I, only I, the real is, reason why it fell apart is because Kraus was tired of getting the shaft or not getting the credit. The credit it's like, yeah. dude, you, you still got rings to your credit. You're, you're in. I mean, I think he was in the Hall of Fame after he passed, right? It was just recently, wasn't it? I don't a know. Year about, ago? I don't remember when that was, but I know he passed three years ago. But it's that's what I mean by the egos and and how it can take over and how it everybody's got their little thing like Pippen, even you know uh, with that final shot with Tony Kukoc, like what a petty thing to say I'm not coming in, you know that during a playoff bad. game. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me, dude? Like, why why do you have to take the last shot? Why don't you go out there and be a decoy? I mean, I just I I don't know. It just once you hit, hit that high level and you think your shit doesn't stink things start to fall apart gradually you know people start going there people you know start hearing their own press and they, they want to go somewhere else and create their own thing and it's just it just it's not sustainable and even i think today's nba is even worse right you got guys jumping ship after two years there's no way you're going to get another team like those bulls right it's yeah, I don't think way. so. The Warriors may have been the last of that kind. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because um, if you think about it, like it's funny when you know, the the LeBron Kobe or the LeBron uh, MJ comparisons will they'll never stop. I mean, and and LeBron's still going, and who knows where he finishes up. But look at Jordan's teams and how they stayed intact. Did you ever see Jordan get somebody booted out of town or traded? Because he demanded it, or, or, you know, he had his way and, and, and wanted to revamp the roster. No, he kept with it, right? And look, look at the end result: six titles, 
in all six times they went to the finals. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, look, Jerry, the one, the one issue I have is that Jerry Krause is not there to defend himself for this doc um, because all, all everyone talks about is his shitty character and basically him being a dick for breaking the team up. But I would have liked to hear him talk about it. Like, would he maybe have kept it if, if he had a chance to? Like, looking back at it now? Um, yeah, you know, that would maybe, be interesting. Maybe, maybe he would have thought about it differently. That That's the only thing I, I, I would have really liked to hear. I mean, obviously he can't because he passed away, but um, I thought it would have been interesting to see, like, his side of it. You know, what was he thinking? Does he regret it looking back at it? Um, because, I mean, look, he was the one member. He made, he made the decision to fire uh, Doug Collins um, and put Phil Jackson at the helm. Right. I mean, Doug Collins was a successful coach. He brought him to the playoffs. Uh, he helped Jordan develop, and you know that that wasn't easy. That didn't look like the right move at the time. What well, you got to think those those positions, right? Are, are always it's always a thankless job, right? They never re- they never get the credit. I think the only guy I've ever seen as a GM that got a considerable amount of credit was Jerry West. Jerry West what? is like the golden boy, right? He never did anything wrong. Even now, with his fingerprints on the Clippers, he, he does no wrong, right? And mm-hmm. then you have Kawhi and Paul George. Um, he's the only one I've seen that's been flawless or like just, just doesn't have many marks on I his I think resume. a big part of that is probably his NBA career as a, you know, Yeah, but look at, look at Elgin Baylor. Those two played together. Elgin Baylor is one of the greatest players ever. And he was one of the worst GMs ever uh, for the Clippers. And he was there for a long time. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't think just, it, you'd need the mind for it. Yeah, you need the mind for it as well. You need the, yeah. the vision for, for it. So It's a tough job. And I don't think people with, uh, like, I would say expressive personalities do well in that position. Like, I don't think, I mean, as you saw with Magic Johnson, he lasted, what, two years yeah. in his position? It's just, he's just not, he doesn't have what it takes to be great at that because it's a constant him always wanting to speak out or defend himself or whatever. Where Jerry West is like, screw it, go ahead, say whatever the hell you're going to say about me. I'm going to do my job and I'm going to do it well. And he gets the credit for it. But I, Jerry Krause, I think, wanted to say a lot, but he kept in the shadows too. I mean, it's got to be tough. That's, to. that's, that's, that's got to be no easy task. I mean, be on one, one of the greatest teams ever and, and be kind of the, the bad guy, right? The enemy uh, within. That's, that's got to be super you tough. You have no friends other than basically ownership, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, but I think it takes a, t- a certain type of person to be able to take that kind of crap constantly and, and, and endure, right? Uh, I think he just wanted to prove that once Jordan was gone, he could rebuild it and do the same thing all over again, right? Somebody else. Clearly, that never happened. He never even got close. I mean, the Derrick Rose era was was pretty good. I don't I don't know when when Krause was done though. He lasted till uh, 2004, and then he was out. Okay. So I mean, he just they 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 sucked after that for a long time. And I think what's the furthest that 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 Rose ever got with Eastern Conference, Eastern Conference, Conference Finals. Finals? Yeah, they lost 4-1 to the Heat. Right. But, I mean, look, you, you look at you look at 
the teams that I mean the players that um they were able to find during Krause's time after Jordan. I mean, you have El- Elton Brand, um, Ron Artest, Jay Williams, uh, Jamal Crawford. I think they traded away Brand for, I think it was Tyson Chandler, um, who people thought was like sort of like the next KG or whatever. Um, I think, who, who else did they find? Uh, Eddie Curry, I think, was one, maybe, that they found during, during... No, during Krause's tenure. This is 2004. So... I, I think Noah was like 2009 or 10. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe seven. But yeah, they, they found talented players. Um, obviously, they none of them were Jordan or Pippen or Rodman and didn't have Phil Jackson as a coach. So, um, yeah, tough luck. Um, dude, I, I love the... Um, I didn't know about the WrestleMania... Oh, not the WrestleMania, the WWE cameo that <laughs> uh, Rodman decided to make mid-NBA finals. That was really yeah. wild. He's He's... He's about as ballsy as they come, that guy. That dude is a walking definition of, as long as I get my work done, leave me the f- alone. Pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, imagine if he didn't hustle and, and wasn't as good as he was. No, he couldn't get away with that. No way. No way. No way. But because he was so good. I mean, again, looking back at it, he was what multiple-time defensive player of the year. Um, I think he had six straight seasons averaging 15 rebounds or something like that, or 14 Which is rebounds. That's, that's yeah. crazy. Um, yeah. But he just, he just got it done. He was he was he was the glue guy. He got it done. So, but the the thing is though, after that, I mean, he was his career was over. I mean, he didn't. He just bounced around. What was it the Mavs, the Lakers? Um, I can't remember if he played for anybody else. But I think he played for the Spurs as well. Wasn't that in between? Uh, was it? Oh, it was yeah. He played for the Spurs and then for the Chicago Bulls and Lakers and Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he he was done. I mean no, nobody wanted. Was willing to deal with his shit. Right? I mean, it's hilarious to see him averaging two points, fourteen rebounds his final year. Like, talk I, about just honing into what you're good though, what you're good at, rather than going outside of you know what a lot of people would think. Try and do. Um, they try like to, a guy that still has a bit left in the tank at 38 years old, still averaging 15 rebounds the, a game. But the thing is, you got to weigh it, right? Like, is it worth dealing with all the other crap that comes along with it, and the media circus that he brings? Um, I'm trying to think of who else was like this. Remember they tried sneaking him out of the back? That was... Oh, God. Could you, could you imagine, imagine us? That, that, oh, that one. <laughs> We'd be so pissed, right? Like you waiting. the running after him? Yeah. Shit, that might yeah, be me I, up front. I would not run after him. I'd be like, <laughs> screw that. You're just, He's you're out just... of here. I'm done. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he's not going to say shit. Just, just let him go. Let him go. But it's that kind of stuff. Like it's, I mean, it's it's kind of like uh, we'd be we'd be drooling over that kind of content, right? But at the same time, did you see the PR guy when he was describing everything? Like yeah, right yeah, before? that was that was one of the fun. That, that was one of the best parts for me. Where he was like, "Look, <laughs> that guy Dennis Robert looks so stressed media. out. Like, Robert <laughs> doesn't want to talk. We got to get him out the back." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh man, this this is a mission right here. This is a mission." Oh, dude, and he just bolted. That was hilarious. Into some giant truck. I was just waiting. <laughs> just waiting there for him. Yeah. I wanted to pause real quick. Tell you guys about Bet Online. Um, as you know right now, there's, there's, as you may not know, there's, there's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner at Bet Online. 
Uh, NASCAR is back, uh, and BetOnline has hundreds of other games, events, and sports you can still get in on. Uh, you can even bet on uh, simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC events 24-7. Or, if you like, you can participate in a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge, a March Madness-style NFL simulation tournament that you can enter for free. It's free. Why not? And coming up next Sunday, BetOnline has ex-Chicago Bulls center Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges uh, all joining to discuss Michael Jordan's uh, Last Dance documentary and what they're calling After the Dance. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus and check out all the action. BetOnline, your, wager- your online wagering solution. And for, uh, for the guys out here uh, looking to last a little longer and maybe go a few extra rounds, you know, Jordan always got all the way to the end, uh, four rounds and done. If you want to go a few extra rounds like Jordan, uh, just get to BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com is the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. They've got the same active ingredients that are in Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. And since they're chewable, they work even faster. You can take them anytime, day or night, even after dinner on a full stomach, you're good to go. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line. Bluetooth has online physicians and it's free of cost. Once you're approved, your order ships straight to your door in discreet packaging. Here's a great deal for you guys. Just visit bluetooth.com and get your first order free when you use promo code BLUEWIRE. All you have to do is pay $5 in shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-2.com, promo code B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E. Another thing, uh, Ryan, I think you mentioned this one. Uh, you wanted more from Shaq in the in the last dance? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, they're the reason that, that Jordan got super motivated to, to go on the, 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 the final three-peat. Um, and Shaq was a major part of that. I think, uh, and, it, I mean, come on. Shaq is always up there, always has hot takes and, and loves talking. I, I would, I'm surprised he wasn't on this, not once. Did you see Shaq talk? Um, I would love to hear what he'd have to say. Uh, I know him and him and MJ were Maybe. cool. Um, they had a good relationship. Uh, just kind of surprised that he wasn't on there. They did go into. Uh, did they go into the opponents other than the Jazz? I mean, they did talk to Stockton. No, I don't think no, they got Malone. No Malone. Um, uh, Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller was on there. Reggie Miller, that's right, yeah. Well, I mean, Isaiah. Shaq would have been interesting just because of his, his character and his, his nature. And he's, like you said, he's always got something to say. Um, I just don't, I, I don't know. It, I think if they made more noise um, in the non-Jordan year, maybe they would have included it. Maybe if they, they won an extra game in the series or pushed them to, yeah. didn't they sweep them the <laughs> next year? Yeah, see, if, if they made it like a like a four two series, maybe then you could have included it. But it was kind of like, well, right, just it, are... at the time, the Magic were the team that everybody thought was going to run the NBA after the Jordan era was done. Uh, Penny Hardaway was getting comparisons to a more athletic like Magic Johnson. Um, Shaq, everyone knew was the next biggest thing. Uh, you know, the next unstoppable player. Uh, they they were just well put together, you know. You had Dennis Scott. You had a uh, uh, and Nick Anderson. Nick Anderson was there. Who eventually Horace, Horace Grant was choked that uh, yeah. in the playoffs and never recovered. But uh, they were just well put together. 
I, mean, I, I thought they were going to run the table for a while. I honestly did. And then they just they fell apart super fast. Um, and then Shaq was out. He, he just he bolted, and then it was over. And then Penny was never the same after he got hurt. Um, it was a shame, really. That's another doc that's really good. It's the one, the 30 for 30 on the, on the Magic. Uh, kind of the rise and fall. I can't remember what the hell it's called, though. But there's, so a, there's a lot of Shaq. There's a lot of Penny. Uh, a lot of Horace Grant, I think. Is it uh, called This Magic Moment? That's it. Yeah. Yeah, with Nick Anderson, Penny Hardaway. That's one of my favorite 30 for 30s. I don't think I've seen that one yet. It's good. You should watch it. Yeah, I mean, they also had Gary Payton in there. So, yeah, I just, I just think Shaq would have been included if they just were, were more of a threat. Um, <laughs> you know what's funny is I was watching that last night with my, my parents, and they've been saying, like, oh, uh, yeah, maybe we should watch that. I don't like watching it with them because they, they're not big sports fans. So you have so to explain everything. Well, it's not just that. It's like, <laughs> it's like they've got the, the attention span of a, of a six-year-old. You know, like if if they if they lose interest, they're on their phone for the rest of the time. You know, so I'd rather just watch it on my own. But oh. when the Gary Payton one came up, uh, I was like, you know what? Funny, uh, funny memory I have of this guy. Me and Tomer were in Vegas uh, for the Big Three Combine or whatever. I didn't explain all that stuff because they wouldn't understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was like, and after the gym cleared out, it was just me, Tomer, Gary Payton, and like two other guys and. Jason Terry, and they were throwing $100 bills on the floor having like a three-point contest and all the shit talking that we heard and everything. And I was like, man, that was cool. It was a cool experience that we had, right? That was, that was, that was, uh, I can believe they were, they were, I think there was like $4,000 they were just throwing on the the ground right there. I mean, to them it's probably nothing, but geez, (laughs) that was a stack. (laughs) Yeah. Big time. And they were just betting on one made three pointer. I think I still have the video from that on my phone. That was, uh, dude, you need to post that. Put that on Instagram or something. Gary Payton was different. Let me use that caption. The social media king (laughs) caption. People forget Gary Payton was a beast when he bet money on game. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) One thing that I I think I I wanted to see more of, and I think it's kind of out of their control, obviously, but um, Kobe. Bryant was only in there for, I think, about six to eight minutes, and that was in episode five, I want to say. Yeah, it was Sounds episode right. five. Um, I mean, obviously, I think there were there were reports that he was supposed to have a bigger part. Obviously, the helicopter incident happened, and he didn't. I don't know if that's true, but I, I did feel like um, it would have been cool to see a bit more from him, um, at least more. Com- I would I could have watched an entire episode on them two together. You know, you know what would have been cool is uh, an entire episode of how Jordan inspired the next generation of players, right? With Kobe yeah, obviously be being yeah. at the top, and then you got others, you know, LeBron in there too. Um, tons of guys, you know, Tracy McGrady. Uh, and literally an entire generation afterwards was, was inspired by him. I mean, I was inspired by him. I'm no NBA player, but <laughs> um, it inspired me. It, it changed my whole life. And the whole trajectory of, of where I was going. Um, but that would have been really cool. Hearing all those stories from those guys and, and how, you know, they did this or that because of Jordan, you know, that would have been really cool. I think, uh, what was it? What was it Channing Fry the other day was on. Ugh, did you see his cringe. tweet? 
Cringeworthy. Oh, you Cringeworthy. saw it, huh? He's a I nice guy, too. Uh, Janet? His, his five minutes that he played for the Lakers. But, uh, yeah, he, uh, I couldn't Hey, man, believe. If, if you, need, you, need, you need a way to make a name out there. If you want to just throw a hot take, it's the way to do it. <laughs> or you know, just sell, if, if, sound if, like an idiot, yeah. If, if Clutch is paying that paycheck, yo, I'm going to double down on it. <laughs> um, no, but that was and hey, LeBron got him his first ring, so I don't I don't blame him for siding with Bron. Um, well, that's the thing, if you heard man. Of, like he's biased Ch- right out the gate. <laughs> for those who don't know, Channing Channing said that uh, I believe it was that Jordan. No one would want to play with Jordan today in today's NBA because he was a dick, pretty much, uh, and that he couldn't average. He wouldn't average fifty or something like that. What was it? Fifties. Come on, fifties crazy. I mean, I, Jordan. I, Jordan's average would go up, but let's be realistic. It would have been probably more around where Harden averages, right? Yeah, Late thirties, he forties, maybe. He said he wouldn't be the go because he only really had one job, and that was to score. He did an amazing, he did an amazing job at it, but guys wouldn't want to play with him because that wouldn't translate to winning now. Right, because he didn't play defense at all, right? Michael Jordan, you know, just the guy who got Defensive Player of the Year. One of like a handful of guys at the guard position to win that award. Dude, like I that is the Joe- dumbest take I've ever heard. Like, did you watch him play at all? Jamal Crawford was like, he only had one job. He was like, what? Yeah. Like, what were you? Like, what? what? Like, Channing, you had one job, and that was to warm the bench. What the hell are you talking about? Oh, someone's getting a little personal here. No, I just don't. It's like, it's like. Putting blinders on, and like you should I, add Channing Fry and say this. <laughs> and like I said, he's a nice guy. I, I mean, when I saw him oh, when he came to the Lakers, up. Well, come on, you take no, a no. shot and then you hey, know he's a nice guy. Channing, dumb as hell. Okay, <laughs> this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard you say. And I know you're a smart guy, so I don't know what the hell you were thinking. Jordan is, was arguably the best defensive player in the league, or if not in the top three. When he was in his prime, he was just as good on the other end. So to say he just scored is just fucking stupid. <laughs> Sorry. Ooh, message delivered. Boom. Yeah. Take that. Uh, means you weren't watching. You weren't paying attention. Another <laughs> <laughs> uh, thing I think you mentioned this earlier was seeing, seeing in the last seeing and hearing more from Phil Jackson. Oh, um, definitely. His, I, th- I thought he had a good amount, personally. He he did, but I think an entire episode on on Phil Jackson or they did have that episode. It wasn't entire. He shared the episode with Rodman, from what I remember. It like was, was Rodman, and then it kind of went into Phil Jackson. It's almost like fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's a documentary I would want to see. I would love to see a Phil Jackson documentary. Talk about somebody with a history. I mean, he was played a big role in the only two titles that the New York Knicks had, and then going to what was it? Was it Puerto Rico? I think it was Puerto Rico. Yeah. And then all that, which I didn't even know about, um, and then coming back and hired the whole Doug Collins thing, and then you know the whole Bulls dynasty to the Lakers. I mean, talk about Legendary an interesting career. career. Yeah. yeah, just incredible. I would love. I would pay for that. I don't think you could script that up any better than it actually was. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I was, I was thinking about it, and obviously a Kobe documentary is something you want. Uh, we'll get that. Documentary we'll get that for sure. I mean, you'll get there were so many cameras following Kobe the last couple of years of his career. I guarantee that's coming. Do we want an 08 Celtics documentary? <laughs> I just threw up in my mouth. Just now. <laughs> that team celebrates its title. Like should there, should there like be like a big titles. a big wheelchair on the on the cover of the the DVD case? Wheelchairs to champions. Let's call it that. Wheelchair. To, I don't know. I don't know. Wheeling it in. <laughs> oh, that'd be a funny, golf fan. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I was thinking. I mean, Tim Duncan's a boring dude, but I mean that dude won five titles. Um, played in I think three different decades. Um, he was maybe 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 a, a Tim Duncan Greg Popovich style. Yeah, uh, like doc. like I said before in the pod, I I think Popovich would be a lot more interesting. Um, Popovich and then all the players that uh, all the important players he had on on his championship teams would be great. Pop so didn't tell you it, everyone was important. Well, yeah, yeah, okay, Pop. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it'd be awesome. I mean, you'd have. It basically would be a Tim Duncan uh, documentary, right? But you'd have David Robinson. You'd have you know guys like Stephen Jackson, uh, right. Mino- uh, Ginobili, Ginobili, Parker. Yeah, for the record, he almost called them Minobili, yes. Minobili? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I honestly just want to see that because I haven't heard Tim Duncan talk as much, and I would love to see him open up on those years, looking back at it. Uh, oh, that he was, was, like, cool. was kind of like a silent assassin. But he had so many big moments. Like, you know, the, he almost had that game winner against the Lakers before Derek Fisher hit the point right. four. Um, he had that yeah. game-tying shot against the Suns. And the, what was it? I think it was the conference finals or, or semifinals. Uh, obviously, you have the, what is it, four or five championship rings? Five. Five, yeah. So, I mean, I would just love to hear about all that. That's uh, Should have been six. Should have been six. You're talking about 2013? Yeah. Oh, look, man, that guy from the 08 Celtics joined the Heat a couple years later and decided to say, nope, you shall not have this. Well, I think that was one of, like, Pop's biggest mistakes. We took him off the floor, and there was a key rebound by Chris Bosh, I want to say. Yeah. And then Bosh kicked it out to Ray Allen, right? (laughs) I memorized that play so well. That Yeah, if he had left Duncan in. You imagine? That whole whole play is different. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All you, need, all you need to do is tip it out. Yeah. Um, I remember it, it, he got away with an illegal substitution to that game. After that Ray Allen shot, they went to review it. But it's not like a stoppage for, you know, substitutions or whatever. He subbed Tony Parker out for, I th- or he subbed someone in. I forgot who it was. Um, and there was a lot of flack about that because if the Spurs scored and won the title on that, on an illegal substitution, <laughs> yeah, there was going to be hell out. breaking loose. Yeah. That was just as Twitter was and Instagram was starting to go crazy. Um, that, that was a good worked. final, so that's one of the best finals I think I've ever seen. Twenty thirteen, yeah, that was, yeah, that was a fun one. That was that was um, heated. Some news uh, over the last couple of days, maybe a week. Um, the Lakers opened their facility up. I believe it was this weekend uh, for voluntary uh, practices. Um, you know, if guys want to come in and get workouts in, they can. Um, I believe it was the the Clippers also opened theirs up 
um, starting Monday today uh, at the time of the recording. Uh, opens it up for limited voluntary rehab, uh, rehab and physical wellness activities, quote-unquote. Um, yeah, it feels like there's a return. Uh, the NBA is returning. I, it's I, coming back. There's no question at this point. It's just a matter of when. I think we talked about it last week where we said that once the stars got together and said we want to go back, they're going to go back. Yeah. Um, but obviously places like L.A. have been super – I think L.A. may have been the strictest in terms of the – Stay-at-home orders. Well, understandably um, so. Yeah, but, but to see them lifted for um, Lakers and Clippers hints to me that, yeah, we're on our way. We're, we're, we're coming back. Yeah. I don't know I this think... factually, but I, I, I'm, I can say with, I don't know, 80% confidence that it's probably going to come back unless something crazy I, happens. I'm going to go 100%. I said, I think 100%, and I think the only thing that stops it is if another – crazy instance in the country or the world happens that that puts everything to a halt again which could be you know a second wave considerable second wave of infections or whatever um but outside of that i don't think anything's stopping this i think there's too much money to be lost uh they're you know they're just they're losing money every day get the ball rolling i mean what did they say was it last week was it either Woes or Sam's or both of them said two to four weeks they'll have a decision, an official decision? Yeah, between two to four weeks. Yeah. Which is basically, I mean, if they've already opened up all the practice facilities. It'll um, be beginning of June, mid-June was what, when we'll have an answer. Um, but at this point, I feel like it's more of, it's less of we'll have an answer and more of we'll have a plan laid out. Yeah, um, yeah. That's, that's probably what this is. It's you know, two to four weeks of a planning process. They've already decided to do it. And then they'll just give it out like a schedule, they, like, they, like they would ahead of a season, you know? <clears throat> this is I where it's going to be, games will be played and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We'll probably hear in a week or, or two um, that they have officially locked down Vegas or Orlando or both, right? And then it'll just be a matter of time until we hear the official announcement, right? Oh, this just in, Gavin or... Oh, I just Gavin saw it Newsom too. Announces pro sporting events may begin to move forward without fans during first week of June. Ah, they heard me. Wow, told you that that is timely. No uh, kidding, right? Within thirty seconds of us even talking about this. Wow, that's um, crazy. Shadow Bleacher Report on that one. Um, yeah, I, I, the one thing I have concerns about is you know I think Larry Nance talked about this where Larry Nance Jr. has Crohn's disease. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously we know that people who have underlying conditions or conditions of, you know, any kind of medical conditions are affected even greater. More at more risk, yeah. They're more at risk. Yeah, exactly. They're more at risk. Um, and so I, NBA has to account for that. Um, they have to account for, I don't, I don't know. I, I think we talked about this last week, where, whether it has an asterisk or not, uh, the season. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know, man. There's so many factors in terms of, of health. Um, like, can someone honestly go tell Carl Anthony Towns to go play basketball? Uh, like I mean, that's tricky. if everyone goes, yeah, we're good to open now. Cat, cat, you can come back. Well, is it's we're jumping right in the playoffs, aren't we? I mean, is no, that, I don't think so. I don't think so. They're, you they're think there's going to be four or five games or whatever before? There's going to be. I believe the, the Adam Silver said he wants three weeks of a regular season. Uh, sorry, three weeks of a training camp. Three weeks. No, no, three weeks of a training camp. Um, and then probably what? 
I mean, I know there's about a month of games left, but they're not going to play that. They might do like seven, ten games, seven to ten games, maybe. See, what would be interesting is if teams that are out of it have no chance and they'd basically be playing meaningless games, if players actually say they're not going to play. Say, I'm not, I'm not risking, you know, my health for meaningless games. Are they then being forced to forfeit money as well because they're not playing? Uh, maybe. I mean, that, that's where it that's gets really tricky, up. right? Because I think what the consensus has been that the, the major stars want to continue for obvious reasons because most of them are on a playoff team. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the lower-end guys are like, screw this. I don't, I don't want to do this. Why am I doing it? Why am I risking, you know, my health and my, and my you know, being away from my family just for games that don't matter? And, and it's hard to blame them for that, you know? That's why I think you should just jump right into the playoffs. Well, what the hell is the point of playing meaningless games? Well, you jump right into the playoffs, you're going you're gonna to get guys injured right away. Um, I, not, think, not I think that's going to be speed. unavoidable. No matter how much you get up to speed, because think if yeah, even think if bridge, even if freak injuries happen, back. even if freaking like look at uh, what's his Bogdanovich is done, right? Yeah, but that was he was playing with us since June. I'm saying like, but I'm you just saying like least, you can at least get back into it slowly with like a seven game regular season, and then work up into the playoffs right right after that. If you go right into the playoffs, you're forcing guys to play what. 35 minutes a game after not playing for two or three months? No, yeah. I mean, it's tough. That's why you have a training camp, you know, with, with five-on-five scrimmages. I mean, I know that's not the, the same speed, but, I mean, what, what are you going to The one thing I've always seen, I think you can attest to this as well, whenever you go to the training camp practices, the first thing, um, the first what, what the coaches say after day two or three or, you know, when the first uh, preseason game comes is guys are winded. Guys are winded. They're, they're, yeah. You know, you can tell they're a little out of shape. They're, they're in shape, but they're not in game shape. Um, I think it's going to be the same thing, where even though they have a training camp, they're not going to be in game shape. They're not going to be ready to play 25, 30 minutes, 35 minutes a game. But what but, I'm saying is I think it's going to be inevitable, regardless of how much you play. The ahead. injuries? Yeah, I think injuries, for one, are going to get blamed on all this anyway, no matter what it is. I mean, my first thought when this Bogdanovich uh, news came out was, Shit, he got injured, you know, at the practice facility already. Just doing basic stuff, you know. I mean, you said it's been lingering, right? He's, he's, it was announced that it was, a, it was an injury from June he's been playing with. It's in January, sorry. Since January. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been playing with an injury, hoping it would go away, but I guess it didn't. So they decided to have surgery. Expected to be ready for the 2020-2021 season. So That's a big blow for know. Utah, we'll though. Yeah, that's that's huge. That's huge. Um, I don't know what seed Utah was in. Uh, I think, dude, I haven't even looked at the standings. In <laughs> I haven't either. Been there two months, maybe. It was yeah, just Lakers and Clippers. Utah on was a fourth one, seed. two, right? They were a fourth. Yeah, it was oh. Lakers oh. were five five and a half games ahead of the Clippers. Clippers were a game and a half ahead of Denver, and then Denver was a game and a half ahead of Utah. So it was it was uh, it was kind of tight. It wasn't too uh, too far off. Um, yeah, look at that. Lakers ended the season off with a loss so far. Is that Houston? The Lakers? No, they lost to the Nets. Remember Spencer, oh, I think Spencer right. Dinwiddie had that uh, big game. Yeah. Um, I remember we were like, what the hell is going on? Because I think it was 
get uh, play was stopped or something, and then it was Houston Nets, and they lost both of them. It was a small ball net or Houston game. This is this is the next night. I'm just trying to think. I mean, dude, it feels like it's been six months. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, it feels like it's a while ago. Uh, I remember I was scared because that that game against the Nets didn't a bunch of Nets guys get get uh, the virus tested positive. Yeah, they yeah. I think four of them tested positive. Uh, I was like, shit, I was there. Thank God I didn't go in the Nets locker room that, that day. I mean, I don't think any of the Nets media got it, so there's no guarantee you would have had it there. But, um, yeah, no, it's still scary. Yeah. I, when I heard that, I was like, oh, shit, what's the paper trail here? Have the Clippers played anyone that, um, you know, may have Yeah, well, and then, like then the Lakers, you know, uh, had what? How many players? Was Two it? players, I think it was. Yeah. I was yeah. worried about that. Um. But yeah, I mean, right now, league is angling to return. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Clippers opened up their facility Monday. Lakers opened it up, I think, this past weekend. I want to say Saturday. Um, yeah, next week we're going to talk about the Donald Sterling documentary, Black Bolt. Um, going to watch that, go over some of the best quotes from you for you guys, um, highlight that as well. How many episodes uh, is that? Is it 10 episodes? I believe it's, I believe it's 10 or 12. But it's like uh, but, short. But they're seven, really. seven to ten minutes each. Okay. So it's basically, uh, what, an hour, hour and 20 minutes? Uh, 20, hour and 30, I think. Yeah, I don't know the exact length. But yeah, it's uh, there should be some good stuff. It chronicles the entire 2014 playoff run for the Clippers. Um, you know, from, you know, obviously beating the Warriors in seven amid the Sterling scandal, then facing the Thunder. Uh, just, it was just a wild, wild ride. I remember being at a couple of those games. It was just a wild ride. Um, That's yeah. all Quibby, right? Yeah, it's all in Quibi. Um, yeah, that, that I think pretty much wraps it up for us, unless you got anything else to add. Um, the NBA's coming back, people. Just clock is ticking. I went time. to Costco and found toilet paper yesterday. Did you, is it still that hard out there? No, it's actually been a lot better. They had everything yesterday. Okay, cool. Because it's not hard at all to get anything out here. No one's out there, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> um why I came yeah, that, out here. <laughs> uh, yeah, that wraps it up for us. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this one. Uh, as usual, follow Ryan Ward at Ryan Ward LA on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Um, you can follow me uh, at Tomer Zarly. That's T-O-M-E-R-A-Z-A-R-L-Y on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Consider making a TikTok, though, for some of my Call of Duty games. Oh, you're, you're on your own there. I've been yeah, screwed over in own. Call of Duty a lot recently, and I, I think I need an outlet to share that. There <laughs> um, are some hackers out there, some bullshit deaths that I have that I need to express. Well, you, you play on PC, right? Oh, hell no. That's Nikki and John. Oh, I thought, I thought Nikki said that you played on PC, and I was no, like, no. oh, okay. John does. John and Nikki does. So you're, you're PS4? I'm PS4. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the thing is, I get too. matched up with people from PC. Like people, PC users who are well, you can have a you lot. You can easier. turn that off, but since yeah, you're playing with you Nikki, you can't play with them exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I might, I might, I might, I might share my, my my videos there. I'll let you guys know about that. Um, as always, wherever you get your podcast, available on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, anywhere you get your podcast. Uh, leave us a five star review, please. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, suggestions, or concerns, shoot that over to us anywhere you can reach us. Uh, we're open to hearing them. Um, except on Saturdays, I usually take that day off, so I'll probably read them <laughs> Me on too. Sundays. Um, but other than that, hope you guys enjoyed, and we will catch you guys next week to talk some Black Bolt. Peace. Until next week. <laughs>